Oi, tudo bem? This is Brazuca Sounds, hosted and produced by Leandro Vignoli. Hey, hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to Brazuca Sounds. So send me a message. I'm on Instagram as Brazuca Sounds. Also, don't forget to rate this show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Today, the episode which is going to be about the 50 years uh, album released in April 1972. I'm talking about the third album of Tom Zé, the Brazilian crazy genius. This was the third Tom Zé self-titled album for the third different record label, this time a mainstream label, Continental, and even if it's not his most famous album, in my opinion, Tom Zé album of 1972 is really the record that opened the door to his more experimental endeavor later on in his career. Uh, in 1984, by the way, this album here was reissued under the name Se O Caso É Chorar, one of the tracks of the record. So let's go listen to this record in its entirety here with a lot of history, stories and background. Let's go. Você fala que sim, que me compreende. Você fala que não, que não me entrega, que não me vende, que não me deixa, que não me larga. Mas você deixa tudo Deixo Você deixa mágoa Deixo Você deixa frio Deixo E me deixa na rua Deixo So this Tom's third album here confirmed that he was probably the most irreverent and also creative artist in the Brazilian Tropicalia movement and beyond, considering that in 72, his connection with the Tropicalia movement has been long gone. He was not in touch with Gil, Caetano, Jorge Ben, and all those guys anymore. And this opening song here, Happy End, it is the beginning of the deconstruction of samba that Tom Zé will perfectly expand later in his masterpiece album Estudando Samba from 76. But this concept of this somehow less conventional samba, or whatever you want to call it, it starts right here in this album, in my opinion. These chorus even resembles the popular hit Você Abusou, by Antonio Carlos e Jocafi, which is more like a satire than an actual influence of Tom Zé. Tom Zé is jokingly rhyming passar mal, feeling sad, with Son Rizal, which is a very popular brand of antacid. The song is about a relationship with no happy ending. It is Tom Zé at his best from the get-go, manipulating the words of what it seems very serious and sad into a very comical. All the 
this opening melody here to me is the classic example of post-tropicalia of Tones Air. He clearly uses a distorted guitar only to deviate completely and pay tribute to another music genre of the Brazilian culture, Frevo. <laughs> which is very popular during Carnival in the Northeast states. Everybody associates Carnival with Samba, right? But in the Northeast region, they have an entire different game right there of rhythms and dances, including this one, Frevo. It's a very upbeat song talking about this malicious flirtations, o pecadinho, as the name of the song implies, meaning a little sin. So everything that you can do to attract someone physically or sexually, right? This little pecadinho. The song even finishes with this whispering, like in the ear. Rockefeller acusou Branca de Neve Os anões se dividiram Três de sim e três de não Mas um morreu de susto E perguntava, perguntava, perguntava Mas quem é, quem é, quem é? So, like I said, this is definitely a post-tropicalia tones there, right? There's not a lot of rock and roll and psychedelia here compared to his two first albums. This is a kind of very different tones there already. It's higher by this new mainstream label. More or less, tones there made his last attempt to release recordings with an appeal to the traditional form of folk song. The album gives way more attention to the lyrics and acoustic melodies, right? Which is why define uh, MPB, the acronym of Brazilian popular music. It miles away less experimental compared to the uh, idiosyncratic rhythms and structures, which became his signature following in that decade. All of those records released by the Continental label, Tonze found a loophole for artists considered difficult inside the label. Continental used to sell millions of records with its cast of cheesy romantic ballad singers. Uh, and so they decided to maintain an avant-garde cast on the side, it is the same label that ended up releasing the iconic, though unsuccessful, album of Artur Verocai. So, can make that connection there to genius artists, but without the big recognition of the mainstream, although releasing records in a mainstream label. <laughs> Cabeça 
Amanhã de manhã, quando a gente acordar, quero te dizer que a felicidade vai desabar sobre os homens, vai desabar sobre os homens, vai desabar sobre os homens. Na hora ninguém escapa debaixo da cama, ninguém se esconde, a felicidade vai desabar sobre os homens, vai desabar sobre os homens, vai desabar sobre os homens. Menina, ela mete medo, menina, ela fecha a roda. Girl, she scares you. Girl, she's all over you. Girl, there's no exit. This is the most popular song on the album, Menina Amanhã de Manhã. It's a satire to the Brazilian dictatorship all over it. As I explained numerous times in this podcast, songs criticizing the regime were all censored at that time, so songwriters had to create this allegory using subtle ironies, like they had to disguise what they were trying to say as something else. So this is obviously a very dubious song, as it is talking about happiness, right? A happiness imposed upon us, as Tonzé sings. However, just because the song has this up-tempo, many people at that time came to associate with a happy tune over their years became like a mantra of hope pra frente o menina todo cuidado não queira dormir no ponto segundo jogo atenção and this maybe explains why Tonzé re-recorded this song again in his future album estudando o samba with a way more Uh, melancholic slash acoustic tune compared to this one. Menina, manhã de manhã, quando a gente acordar, quero te dizer que a felicidade vai desabar sobre os homens, vai desabar sobre os homens, vai desabar sobre os homens. My partner Ali, by the way, is a big fan of that album. What version do you think it's better? Well, it's really hard to say which one is my favorite, but I guess I'm a little bit impartial to the one on Estudando o Samba because uh, that was the first one I heard. So, you know, when you hear a song that you like, you kind of gravitate towards the first version and like a strong emphasis on Tom Zay's voice. That was the first record that I ever bought to you. Do you think it was a, was a good present? Oh yeah, I've listened to it so much that it actually, the, the record got warped. And what do you think about the version of this album here from 1972? Well, I do like the, the 1972 version. Um, I think there's a lot of like isolations on the guitar and like drum beats and maybe like the group harmony comes through. So it's like a lot more... I don't know, for lack of a better word, like upbeat. Menina, ela mete medo. Menina, ela fecha a roda. Menina, não tem saída de cima de bando de lado. Menina, olhe pra frente. Ô, menina, todo cuidado. Não queira dormir no ponto. Segundo jogo, atenção. Obviously, also Tonze always had this tendency to resignify his own work, like this next song on the album. Menina, 
quero, te quero, quero, quero bem. Quero, te quero, quero, quero bem. Chiclete, chiclete, mastigo dorido. Quero, chiclete, mastigo dorido. Te choro, te choro. So the melody, harmonies, and even the arrangement of this song here are almost identical to the song Jimmy Hendrixy from his previous album, however, with completely different lyrics. Uh, if on that one he was just like playing with non-existent bilingual words, Jimmy Hendrixy, for instance, is like a reference to Hendrix. Uh, the version here is a darker, and hence the title, right? Dor e dor, pang and pang. What is maintained compared to the original version, though, it is this over-the-top presence of wordplay uh, during the song, like a Parnassian sad poem, uh, the art for art's sake. Uh, no one was better than Tones eh, doing it. But unlike the other song that we were discussing before, which is uh, a cover with different arrangements, it is not the case of this one, because here is the opposite, right? He uses exactly the same arrangements and melodies, but with different lyrics. So I don't know if we can consider that technically a cover, but instead totally different songs. The song is even on the Who Sample database, which I will also argue otherwise, because the song was played again by different musicians in a different studio, so technically it was not really a sample. Line here, after you have left me, the life's honey became rotten in my mouth. One of my favorite lines in the history of Brazilian music, actually. Don't say I always said he was not a very good songwriter, but I feel like it's an excellent songwriting. A trocado capa causte, dupla elaste, felifero fuga story, loco alubrimento de múltiple organi periodi plaste, rapa recipro rusti saga simplita na vela vera viva unívora cidade. So the first verse here is an actual poem by Augusto de Campos, read by the poet himself. He was a, like a founder of the concrete poetry movement in Brazil. And the song soon enough shifts to this lament of a religious man, like he was on a bus or train preaching, people repeating what he says. Na briga eterna do teu mundo, Senhor cidadão, Tem que ferir ou ser ferido, cidadão. It's a very common thing in Brazil up to these days. Encounter these priests on public transportations. As I said, even if this album is less experimental compared to his future endeavors, we still got a taste of Tom Zé's anti-music, as he will describe it in interviews like this one here. I immediately came to the conclusion that I was a mediocre composer, a mediocre musician, and a mediocre singer. Because I didn't know how to make conventional music, I had always come up with something weird. Eu 
quantos quilos de medo você faz uma tradição? How many kilos of fear you make a tradition? To me again, one more great example of lyricism, actually. So Tonze always had this full notion that what he was developing was different from his counterparts, uh, needed more time, and it was not as obvious as one would expect from mainstream music, right? It's kind of a well-known story, if you like, and follow Brazilian music. All his friends from Bahia, Caetano, Gil, Gal Costa, they all became superstars, right? Tonze, well, he kind of disappeared. His vanguard approach towards music faded away eventually. He vanished from the music industry in the 1980s, started working as a copywriter for ads, uh, and later on in the 80s, in a gas station of his cousin. He never stopped making music, he just stopped recording albums until he was kind of finally rediscovered by David Byrne, who randomly found the album Estudando o Samba while traveling in Brazil and reissued that album and then also Tonzé's brand new music again. Uh, starting in the 1990s, Tonzet many times acknowledged that David Byrne was kind of his savior. This Tonzet third self-titled album, in particular, was not reissued officially until 2002. <laughs> Me diga por quê? 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 Me diga por At the point of this recording, Tonzé was well established in São Paulo in the early 70s, and he wrote many satirical slash beautiful songs about the city. Uh, this one here is the fight of the Italia building with the Hilton Hotel, uh, Briga do Edifício Italia com o Hilton Hotel, two landmarks in downtown Sao Paulo, landmarks of the city's architecture. I actually used to live very close of these two buildings some five or six years ago. And one might say the song is just really about two buildings, right? While other may imply it was also about Sao Paulo development at the time, the gentrification of the city in the 70s, and also about the fake economic boom of dictatorship of Brazil, uh, which providing, for instance, many skyscrapers in metropolis like Sao Paulo, Rio, in the 1970s. The Brazilian economy really went bust in the late 70s and the early 80s because of this fake as development provided by the regime Ninguém chegava perto da sua grandeza Mas apareceu agora O prédio do Hilton Hotel Gracioso, moderno e charmoso Roubando as atenções pra sua beleza 
as you have noticed, there's a lot of backup vocals along this entire album, and unlike many records at the time where the musician will just be uncredited, it is not the case of this one. This is the Grupo Capote, a vocal group from Bahia, which later on will have a work with of one of the leaders of the group, Novos Baianos. Odair Cabeça de Poeta. In the liner notes, Tonzé even dedicated this album here to this vocal group, Grupo Capote. Minha dor, você tem razão Então não faça cerimônia Sou a tua nova casa Sou teu anfitrião uh, This song here is kind to me of a, like a samba fusion <laughs> if we can say something uh, like that all the elements of samba are there right but with this pinch of the tropicalia also all these unusual elements for a samba song at least this very dissonant keyboard for instance it's almost like a paulinho da viola meets Kraftwerk. Minha dor desta vez foi pior. Depois que você foi embora, reparei dentro do peito um vazio anormal. Nem aquele amor. Obviously, also just like how music critics, like me, I guess tend to listen to and analyze music, probably Tonze was not thinking about that when he came up with these arrangements. There's way less overthinking in the process that we tend to analyze. It's a beautiful song though, all over. O Anfitrião, it's his name. So this is another song here that relies heavily in this backup vocals. Uh, o abacaxi de Irará, pineapple from Irará. Irará is this town where Tonzé grew up in the 1940s in the deep countryside of Bahia State, a town of 3,000 at the time. Uh, he was 13 years old when he saw electricity for the first time, just so you have a better understanding where this place really was. And the song is about the pineapple from the region that, according to the local urban legend, they are aphrodisiac. So this is what the song is all about. Take the pineapple juice from Irara and go down to business. <laughs> Yeah, 
But anyway, Townsend left Irarato by his capital Salvador to study music at university where he met Caetano, Gilberto Gil, and then he took off to São Paulo in his 30s where he participated in the collective album Tropicalia in 68. He was already 36 when he recorded this album right here. Parecido sempre com o machado que fere o sândalo e ainda quer sair perfumado e ainda quer sair perfumado e ainda quer sair perfumado. So melodically, this is one of the upbeat songs on the album, more rock and roll, this more psychedelic approach that we heard earlier in the song Dori Dor, also very similar to Jimmy Hendacy and other songs, especially from his previous album from 1970. This song is about uh, this perfume oil made out of sandalwood. It's a metaphor about one doing something wrong, but then absolving his or her conscience by like washing away with this essence, this perfume. It's like about a hypocrite person, more or less. In the Brazilian Portuguese language, we have this very famous expression called cara de pau, which means poker face, but translates literally as wood face. So it's kind of the same analogy Tonzé is trying to imply here. Uh, wood face, cara de pau, is used in the Brazil for a person who tells you a little lie without even blinking, right? You go out there, you cut the line, the person asks you if you did, and you say, nope, this is like a wood face, cara de pau, in Brazil. Faça suas orações uma vez por dia and this chorus here is one of the iconic verses of Tom Zé. Say your prayers once a day, then send your conscience to the laundry along with the sheets. He used again the same verse uh, in his album from 2007, The Feito de Fabricação, released by David Burns' label Luaca Pop. It became also a trademark right, of Tom Zé, how many times he re-reworked his own work along the years. <laughs> Se o caso é chorar Te faço chorar Se o caso é sofrer Eu posso morrer de amor 
vestir toda minha dor. So this is Se o Caso é Chorar, like I said at the beginning, the name of the album, when was reissued in 1984, it is the name used in streaming services as well, for instance. Uh, this song has a very interesting story, it's a collage of different lyrics and melodies from other songs, actually, and came about when Tom Zé was accused of plagiarism in one of his previous songs, and that is what he said about it, the, the accusation in this uh, TV show of 1990. In the reader section of a newspaper, someone wrote that I had plagiarized Garcia Lorca, the poet, in one song. I was like, what the hell? So off we went, me and my wife, to research the alleged same verses in this book, and we found nothing. It was a relief. But then I said, gosh, perhaps it is a great idea to make a song that is all about plagiarism. So Tonzé said the harmony of this song is totally based on the study number two by Chopin, which according to Tonzé was also used by Tom Jobin in the very popular song Insensatez. <laughs> Do estudo número 2 de Chopin. Ah, insensatez que você fez. Coração tão sem cuidar. And the structure of the song was also to make fun of Antonio Carlos e Jocafi, right? The duo, uh, which use always the same formula according to Tom Zé, the classic verse chorus love song. Amor Ironically, it was the only song of the album that became successful, at least at the time. It was the number one in the hit charts in Brazil for half a dozen weeks in 1972, which in some way kind of proves Tonzé's point about only writing a cliché love song. You could actually become popular in Brazil. And interesting enough, the second part of the song is entirely made of lyrics from other songs, songs from... Uh, Nelson Rodrigues, especially, uh, Ari Barroso, uh, Lupicinio, Caetano Veloso, even nothing was written by Tom Zé. Hoje quem paga sou eu. Hoje quem paga sou eu. O remorso talvez. O remorso talvez. As estrelas do céu. Também refletem na cama Que as estrelas lá do céu Também refletem na lama Rever os amigos Rever os amigos Me acompanha o meu violão Me acompanha o meu violão Every single verse on the second part is extracted from these other songs and the chorus, by the way, is a reference to Let It Bleed by the Rolling Stones. Amor, deixei sangrar meu peito means more or less Let It Bleed. Thank you. 
Sonhei que pintei minhas noites de amarelo Lindas estrelas no meu céu eu coloquei So we reached the last song Which it is the only tune here not written by Tom Zé himself This was a song made for a carnival parade in Rio From a year earlier Tom Zé leaves us here with an optimistic message That no matter what battles we need to go through We all have a brush to paint the world And so we can make everything vibrant and colorful around us. It is really a kind of tune, a melancholic samba with very subtle percussion that he would explore majestically in his future albums, especially the Estudando o Samba magna opus from 1976 and that being said is a wrap for today folks Tonze is up and running he's 86 and he literally just released a single a couple weeks ago you should check it out this show here had vocal contributions from Ali Murphy send me a message on Instagram and don't forget to rate this podcast as well meu povo é incolor Na entrada do meu mundo Tem um letreiro de luz Meu mundo não é uma esfera Tem o formato de cruz This was Brazuca Sounds With Leandro Vignoli Thank you for listening and see you next time.